Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. doing and yeah i'm all right mate you right i know bad early one for us this morning aye uh, yeah what, what a legend yeah. finishing work and then coming on to do a podcast yeah yeah this is better than sleep apparently so that's that's uh let's go for it <laughs> <laughs> uh well back again with another episode of the the waterball lake podcast uh with myself gary and Anne. um so thought we'd take the morning to reflect on the Europa League games, which we discussed in a previous podcast, our predictions. Um, first game that I'm going to start with, and Ajax Young Boys. How do you find that one? Yeah, I think I think we both said it was going to be a an easy enough tie for Ajax. It proved to be that five nil on aggregate. You know, a good three nil win at home that won them the the tie. Really went away from home, did the job. Really, I mean, they're 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 uh, really really good. Outfit, they they've got a good chance of actually winning it. To be honest, I think they're uh, a good side. Young boys, you know what? Young boys have done well to get as far as what they did in the tournament, but they've just come up against a better side. You know, like you know, Tadic has scored for Ajax, and you know, a team like Young Boys can only dream to have a player of Tadic's quality. You know what I mean? Uh, they've done really, really well. You know that they can be proud of where they finished, but you know, just got outclassed by a better side, really. I would I would agree with that. Um, they did well. Young boys did well against Leverkusen, wasn't it? That's who they knocked out. Did mm-hmm. well, but um, yeah, I think they just came up against a young, classy Ajax team. I mean, a goal from I say classy, and then Davy Klassen scored, didn't he, in the first leg? <laughs> um, and then Tadic, Brobby, Brian Brobby looks like he's going to be a good player. Uh, Nerez and Tadic again. Tadic is the captain, isn't he? So, I I mean. Not much to write home about in that game. It was expected. I mean, I thought I'd probably see them score at least, but 5-0, nil, 
knocked out young boys. That's them done. Um, and then obviously the next game we'll go into was Kiev Villarreal. Um, again, much like we said, uh, Villarreal going through, um, two two nil wins. Sorry, a two nil, yeah, two nil win for Villarreal, two nil win for Villarreal, both legs. What do you make of that one? Yeah, I thought that was going to be a little bit more closer, to be honest, with um, Kiev. I quite like, I quite like Kiev, but again, Villarreal showed their credentials really. Um, you know, the, to to go to Kiev and win two 0 away from home is a fantastic result. You know, and you know, especially like this time of year. To be fair, it was probably played in mutual venue, so yeah, it, it probably took away Kiev, that home like... advantage what Kiev normally would have had, you know, and, you know, going in the cold, um, you know, a lot of Champions League ties, if you remember, like, the old Champions League when they, when they used to play, um, and they, Kiev used to be a ripe banana skin because it was a horrible travel distance and and all that. So it, it was good for Villarreal to, to win that first game 2-0, um, and then they've gone in the second leg and, you know, basically just, you know, played football and, and beat them quite easy. I mean, I'm looking at the first leg, Kiev never had a shot on target. So it's a, it's a really, really good performance from Villarreal and again showing their title title credentials really. And uh, that'll be a they'll be a they'll be a, a side to keep a lookout of, I think, you know, for for the rest of this tournament. You know, not not many teams will want to play them. Yeah, I mean, didn't even concede a goal against Kiev as well. Uh, Kiev, quite a physical team sometimes. Um, So, quite surprising that they didn't concede, but I guess that's a compliment to how they're defensively lined up, I guess they are. But um, good win for them. Obviously, Gerard Gerard Mourinho got two goals, second leg. Uh, Pau Torres, Raul Albiol in the the first game. Um, But yeah, probably is what we expected as well. Again, Villarreal to go through. I mean... Four Shakhtar the next would have put up a bit more of a fight, especially in the first leg. But I think it's what we both expected to be fair for the real. I mean, I can't even remember that podcast what our predictions were now, to be honest with you. But uh... I think we both said it was no. I sorry, I said it was going to be a bit more tighter than you. You said it'd be a comfortable win for Villarreal, which you were. You were right. Um, I thought it was. I thought I generally thought that would have been a lot closer. Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. But. Uh, probably one of the favourites now, maybe to go on and win it. I reckon they've got mm-hmm. the ability in the team, and like Pat Wells, Gerard Marino, uh, Paolo Torres. They've got a good Nigerian winger, I think, as well, Samuel Okwenzi or something like. That. I can't remember his name, um, but they've got some good talents in the team. Uh, next one, Roma Shakhtar Donetsk, another Ukrainian team. Um, yeah, another that Ukrainian game? team pretty much torn apart, really. Again, won in the first leg this time, Roma were at home. Uh, but they've gone away from home and, and won 2 1. So that's that's great for them. You know, Roma are going to be, again, they're going to be a, a tough side. I think all, all the sides that are left in now are a good side. So you can probably make an argument for if any one of them to win the tournament. But Roma are looking good. Roma have been to win 5 1 in the last 16. Is, is good. Obviously, Ajax have won 5 0 um, on aggregate, and Roma have won 5 1. I mean, that's that's pretty much, you know, that they're better than Shakhtar by a, a good a good way. You know, and Shakhtar aren't a bad side, um, but yeah, Roma have been excellent. And 
you fear whoever plays them in the next round. Um, obviously, we've got the draw, but you, you fear who, you fear anyone really to come up against Roma because they're, they're hitting form at the right time as well, which is good. Although they, I believe they lost yesterday in Serie A, so <laughs> that form might be going away. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll cover the draw because it's going to be Roma Ajax, two teams who uh, mm-hmm. won by a five goal margin. So I think that's going to be. I mean, before we obviously start recording the podcast, I thought that that's going to be a game to watch. So uh, we'll we'll cover that though. We'll come to that. But yeah, Roma disposed of Shakhtar Donetsk quite comfortably. Again, another Ukrainian team, quite physical. Have quite a few Brazilian players in the team. Always have done for a lot of years, but they haven't really got any kind of standout talent now, as far as as far as I remember, at least anyway. Um, but th- th- they're always a team who who can give any like team a fight. Um, just on this day over the two legs, Roma were just a far better, far superior team. Um, nice to see a personal favorite of my my own, Stephen El Shirari, get on the score sheet. Um, so quite happy to see that, but. Yeah, they'll go on and play Ajax, and we'll discuss that in a little in a little bit, um, and give our prediction on that draw. Next game, though, covering a our British team, one of the British teams, Arsenal Olympiacos. What do you make of that one? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Arsenal were a little bit fortunate to get through. Really, I mean, I thought that again, they're another one who's done the job in the first leg, winning three one away from home, which is a great, which is a great result. Yeah, for um, you know, um. For anyone who hasn't seen Odegaard's goal as well, it's a fantastic strike. So get that watched. Very, very good. So was El Nenny's actually. actually they did well away from home, but then they almost threw it away, didn't they? At home, they lost 1 0. You know, if Olympiakos had scored one more goal, that would have been Olympiakos 2 on the away goals drill. So the bother, the bother is with Arsenal. They're always going to concede goals, but they're always going to score goals as well. So um, I think it's important that in their next round, because they've got. Slavia Prague, haven't they? It'd be important that Arsenal win the first leg and win it well. Um, but yeah, I mean they keep on they keep on going. And like I say, I think they were slightly fortunate to get through. Um, but a a good progress, you know, a good progress for them again. But again, as we've, we've probably touched on on all of the games so far, the damage was done in the first leg. Uh, the the game with the tie was possibly put to bed in the first leg. Um, and Olympiacos have come, tried the best at the Emirates. You know, won the game one nil. You know, but had they got another one, that would have been curtains for Arsenal. And Arsenal got to be a bit more careful, I think, um, against Prague. I I totally agree. Um, Arsenal's big thing for for as long as I can remember is uh, being defensive uncertainty I mean they haven't been the same at the back since the days of like Tony Adams and Saul Campbell in my honest opinion um, I mean Mertesacker came in and Mertesacker at a point was good but then you could just tell his legs were gone um, they tried to look at Chirac and Mustafi still couldn't do it now Gabriel yeah I mean Gabriel Mangales you know he, he's probably going to be a talent um, and he looks alright but again like you say defensive uncertainty and uh when you look at Olympiacos as well, I mean, there's not much to write home about in regards to Olympiacos. However, like, you know, the lad who scored, Yusuf Al-Arabi, 34 years old, uh, and he's putting them in for fun. 58 games for Olympiacos since 2019, 39 goals. Moroccan International, 45 uh, caps, 16 goals. 34-year-old, like, still putting them in and putting them in against a team like Arsenal, an elite European team. Impressive. 
Um, doesn't matter how, how old you are if you've got an eye for a goal it never leaves you Gary exactly, never leaves it. exactly. but uh, I bit of a prolific striker maybe uh, some other teams could look at him who need who need the goals um, but I, I don't again like we said not much of a surprise there to be quite honest um, Arsenal were always going to be the favourites to go through yeah it was a bit of a banana skin when Olympiacos uh, won 1-0 at home all they needed was what one more goal you said yeah, yeah. If, they'd, if they'd scored, that would have been 3-3 three, three on aggregate, but they would have had two away goals, yeah. um, so that, that would have put them through. Yeah. Uh, next game that we'll uh, we'll go on to, Tottenham-Zagreb. What do you make of that one? Tottenham-Zagreb, uh, well, probably the surprise of the tie. Um, I don't know what to say about... Tottenham, they were all. They were, no, to be fair, I think they thought that. I mean, Joe Hart's Instagram story kind of um, summed job it up because he thought the job was done. Um, they were they were awful. They were absolutely awful at Zagreb. I mean, it was they didn't even try. I don't think. I don't think they were they were bothered. Um, they'd obviously I had come off a bad a bad defeat in the uh, North London derby to, to Arsenal um, on on the Sunday previous, but. For me, I think the I think the the team that they had out was was per well, you know, uh, Gareth Bale wasn't playing. Obviously, Sun Jung Ming was injured. So you're taking away two of your three players who were going to get your goals, and they just went there with the wrong attitude, yeah. a really really bad attitude, and um, rightfully got stuffed, to be honest, and probably deservedly got stuffed. And for me, I mean, I know. You know, we've had this conversation just off, off off air there, but for me, Tottenham will never be a super force with Jose Mourinho there. Um, and also, I think Harry Kane now needs to leave Spurs because he's he's not going to win anything for Spurs. He's not going to win any trophies. You know, even if they go and win the League Cup this this year, and they probably aren't going to because I think City will beat them. But even if they go and Win that, it's a failure of a season because he's he's literally. I, I had Tottenham as my favourites to win this tournament, and um, they've just been absolutely. I mean, they got they got they just rolled over and got the bellies tickled the other night. It was pathetic, um, a pathetic excuse, you know. And they were, they were awful. And I, I do really feel sorry for Harry Kane and Deli Ali, who's not getting as much game time as what he should do. Um, it's just bad management, and it's been bad management for for Spurs all this season because he's got he's got Spurs are one of the best attacking teams in the in the league and in the Europa League, and they've got all that talent with talent with Son, Kane, and Bale, and he's playing defensive football. It really it it worries us to be honest. But you know, all credit to Zagreb. As soon as they got the first goal, the tails were up, and you knew they were going to go on and do it. Um. You knew that we were going to go on and win the game. Um, or, I miss like Dawson yeah. had like the game of his life, didn't he? Like, I think he got a hat trick, didn't he? Uh, hat trick. Um, 62 83 and 106. I second leg, 3 yeah. 0. He had an absolute yeah. game of his life. And you, um, you just knew straight away, though, like, as soon as they scored the first one, that they were going to get another one. You just seen it coming, and right. I don't know what Mourinho was doing. I really don't. And he didn't bring Beal until late on. and but none of them looked interested. It was it was weird. This was their chance to qualify for the Champions League because they're not going to come in the top four in Britain by by a long way. This was a great chance to qualify for the Champions League and they've completely thrown it away. 
No, I, I, I totally agree with you there, to be quite honest. I totally agree with you. I think, uh, you know, took the foot off the gas. 4-2-0 was, like like you say, job done. Um, yeah. But you, you you can never write off a team when you're this far into a competition. You need to literally you need to literally put them to bed and, uh, you know, rules reversed. Uh, they, Zagreb came back and ironically put Spurs to bed. So... A uh, bit of a strange one, um, and I bet Mourinho and the players were just thinking, "How the hell has that happened?" But fair, like you know, credit uh, to Zagreb. I mean, the managers just went to prison as well, like so for fraud, any so credit. Yeah, to I mean, credit to the players and credit to obviously the assistant manager who's, who's you know had to take over because that's it. I mean, it was just before the first round, the first uh, leg, wasn't it? Aye. So it was a real you know shock for them, but. Yeah, they, 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 they were impressive, and I don't want to take anything away from them, but Spurs were just shite, absolutely shite, and, and rightfully are out of the competition. And I can see now, in the summer, Jose Mourinho will be out of a job because there's no way that... I mean, he's lucky that there's no crowds allowed in the games at the minute because I'm sure the Spurs fans will be giving him what for um, after that performance, and there's, there's no way he's going to be Tottenham next season. Uh, I, I think... Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann will be there. There's already talk of five players he wants to bring in, or five players he's uh, looking to add to his team. One of them would be Dean Henderson, Marcy Sabitzer from Leipzig. He's after Kunati as well, a, a defender he's got. Like when those articles start coming out, yeah, like maybe the writing is on the wall. And to be quite honest, from a personal perspective, I love Julian Nagelsmann. Like, I think he's a fantastic coach. Like, I'd love to see him in the Premier League. And I think he would do brilliant for Spurs, but it'll be a long-term vision from him. He's only like 34, 35 years old. So, but yeah, um, like you say, got bellies tickled, uh, wrote off Zagreb. Zagreb came, bitten him in the arse, and Zagreb go through and Spurs go out. So, job done for Zagreb there. Um, no pun intended. Um, next game Granada Molda. Mm. Not much to write home about in in this game. I mean, it was always probably going to be Granada that was going to go through. However, Molda won the second leg two one. That was a surprise to me. They would have. I think Granada would have liked to have made that a little bit more comfortable. I bet there was some squeaky bums. Um, in stoppage time, <laughs> um, at the Granada point of view, but yeah, over the two legs, they've they've done just about enough, which is fair enough. Um, they they're getting further and further, and in the competition, uh, I I would never have said they would have got this far because they did so well to beat Napoli, but yeah, they followed that up with a good win over Molda. You know that they're in the next round. They've got a great tie against Man United. They'll fancy themselves, um. So fair play to them. They, they have done very well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I nothing, not, nothing much to write home about. I mean, probably always thought it was going to be a Granada win, but like, like you just said, there, squeaky bum time maybe when uh, Haystad scored a penalty, like, but is what it is. Um, but they, yeah, they'll go on to face Man United, which we'll cover in a little bit. Um, I do think that'll be an interesting game, but I, I think Man United should easily dispose of them to be quite honest. But here, yeah, which I want to talk about in a little bit more detail, is uh, Rangers Slavia Park Prague. Because obviously mm-hmm. there was an incident in that game as well. Um, it was a few. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something about Slavia Prague from a personal standpoint, like with this team, where I like if they knock out Arsenal, I can see them being an underdog favourite for the tournament. 
The reason I say that is because they're so good defensively. They are really good defensively. You look at their form in the Czech League as well. And like they've only conceded 15 goals in 24 games. And they've scored 70 goals. So they can score and they can defend. Um, but however, what happened with Glenn Kamara? Absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Like the, the lad looked devastated. Like, um, like how can a footballer... It was the right back, wasn't it? How yeah, how can a footballer? Uh, like he shouldn't. I say he shouldn't play again. We probably know that will, won't happen. He'll probably get banned for ten games. But like, it's just absolutely disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it's continued for players like Jude Bellingham and stuff. Like, it's absolutely disgraceful to be quite honest. But uh, we'll we'll come to that. What did you make of that game anyway? Um, the first tie was was good, you know, one one. Like it was one one, I think. Yes, it was. Um, and I thought Rangers were going to go through, but then but Rangers lost their heads. I think Rangers let Prague get you know get into them a little bit and get under the skins. Um, obviously, came out we've got sent off for a disgusting tackle on the goalkeeper, you know. And I don't care what anyone says. That was that was a meaningful. Um, that was a meaningful hit. That was an awful tackle. Uh, so he's being red carded, and then uh, the uh, they get another red card. Uh, Ballingham gets sent off as well, um, and Prague just you know picked them off. Um, you know, I don't think any more needs to be said about that. You know, racist comment because I think you you picked up on it very well, and there's no room for it. And uh, whatever happens with us, you know, I just hope UEFA aren't going to be cowards about it and actually deal with it. You know, because it's too, it's happening too often now, um, and it's really becoming uh, an every an every day kind of topic. Which we really there's no room for it. You know, we're in 2021 and there's still racism and and all sorts in football. It's it's absolutely disgusting. But um, as far as the football is concerned, yeah, Prague are doing very very well, and they've, they took Leicester out, which. It, I didn't think they would do. They've took Rangers out. You know, Rangers have done brilliantly and they've really put Scottish football back on the map this year. I think Rangers in Europe done really, really well. But unfortunately, they're out. Their season's now over, really. Rangers have already won the league, so that's their season done. Um, Slavia Prague, as much as you say, through a good teeth, but probably deserved it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, besides the incidents with Kamara. Um, I don't think that the team performance this, this should be held back because, like, they, they are a good team. They are playing really well and, to me, are an underdog team. They haven't lost in the Czech League. Like the, the like I said, they scored 70 goals. Um, they can attack and they can defend. And I really honestly think I'm 100% going to say this. If they manage to get past Arsenal, because Arsenal's defence is leaky, if they get past Arsenal, I think they'll win. I think they'll win the uh, Europa League. That's a big move for me to say that. I think they'll be the underdogs to win it. Um, I'm I'm gonna put it out there because I do think they're a very good team. Very good. Just I, it's, a di- it's a different kettle of fish. Though playing as much as I don't, I don't want to, you know, belittle Rangers, but uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette instead of Kimar Roof, I think it'll be it'll be harder for them. Um, um, and obviously when they played Leicester. They had kind of the um, advantage that James Madison was injured for Leicester. You know, Harvey Barnes was injured for Leicester. 
Leicester couldn't really put a defence out because half of their centre-halves were injured. You know, Johnny Evans was out and Siontra was out. So, it's a different kettle of fish playing Arsenal in Europe because Arsenal will score against them, I think. It's a, it's all a matter of... It's a very interesting tie. Cause it will be... I think it'll be a 4-3, a 3-2, a kind of performance. It'll all depend which Arsenal shows up for me for that one. Yeah, there won't be a clean sheet in that game. Definitely not. No, That's... no. That's what I think. I mean, I don't honestly see Prague conceding three and four. Um, I think if it's going to be anything, it's going to be tight. It's going to be very tight. Um, I think it'll be Arsenal that will go through, but I really do think if Prague go through, they cannot be wrote off as potentially favourites to win. Um, as an underdog, should I say. I don't want to say they are the favourites. Because you always have that team who's an underdog who who you think might have an outside yeah. chance. You, um, you kind of put them as favourites with you know who's left in the tournament. You know Ajax yeah. and Roma are still in, Man United still in. You can't put them as favourites, but they could be a spoiler. Certainly, they, you know, yeah, they that's nothing. there. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like a spoiler they team. Another yeah. big team, out, that's for sure. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get at. A spoiler team, but yeah, um, I'm quite impressed with the way they've been playing. To be quite honest, in the tournament. Uh, but yeah, next one. Man United Milan, what did you make of that? Yeah, I, to be honest, I think that's a fantastic result for Man United, especially going to Milan and winning away from home and keeping a clean sheet. I think that's superb. Um, it was so tight the first game. Um, obviously, I think Milan scored with the last kick of the game, which Henderson probably should have saved. Right, Simon, um, yeah. Man United, Man United kind of stepped off the gas when they scored, though, and, but what they didn't do in the away leg, once Pogba had scored, they didn't step off the gas, they kept going, uh, which was good for Man United. And I I kind of, once Milan had got that away goal, it was 1-1, I thought Milan would go on and win. So for Man United to go and do that is a huge result and be massive for United that um, going on uh, going on further in the competition. Um, obviously, in, in Britain, they never backed up because they got knocked out in the FA Cup the weekend, but it would be important for Man United to get you know, get Bruno firing a little bit because I think Bruno in the last few, pardon me, in the last few weeks has looked tired and he's played a lot of games, Bruno, for Man United this year and he's carried Man United for pretty much majority of the season. There's far so, too much reliance on him at the moment, isn't there? Like, yeah, and he's looking very, very tired. So I think what Man United need to do is get Pogba back fit, get Pogba running, uh, you know, get Pogba playing in a more attacking role and that'll be, that'll be good for them. Obviously, Rashford's been... Uh, in and out the side with um, injuries the last couple of weeks, um, but no, it was it was very very good for United. You know, obviously, um, they were like I say, they were a little bit lucky in, in the first leg with, pardon me, with um, with, the, with letting United score. It was uh, letting Milan score literally in the last kick of the game. So, um, but you know, obviously, um, Diallo is it Diallo? He scored for his first goal for Man United, which is tremendous for him. And it'll be the start of many. Um, and, you know, yep, they go on. And for me, I, I think I said whoever won this game would be in the final. I I, I really don't want to defer from that because I think Man United have got one foot in the final now, even though they're only in the quarters by knocking Milan out. I think that's a great statement of intent for United now. 
Do you think United are a bit inconsistent though? I mean, Le- Leicester tore them apart yeah last night. Like yeah, but it's a different team altogether. If you look yeah. at both the sides, um, you know, obviously Bruno was missing, Rashford was missing, Martial and they brought Martial on, but there was like you know Donny Van Beek was playing who hasn't set the world alight. You know, they, they had you know Luke Shaw was dropped. Um, you and know, he made four still... changes, didn't he? he? Brought on Shaw, Fernandez. I mean, Fred had a bit of a shocker and all oh, like that. Fred was awful. Was horrible. Yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah, uh, and they are they are inconsistent. But you know, the, the, they were, you know, yesterday in the FA Cup, not to defer too much away from the from the Europa League, yeah. but yesterday in the FA Cup, they were playing against Leicester, who have got the majority of these players back now and have found, you know, in in the actual goal scoring machine, which. Which you wouldn't have said that a few weeks ago. So you definitely yeah, didn't say that a few weeks ago. Yeah, I did say that a few weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, but in in the Europa League, which I think Ole is going to pull all of his eggs in that basket now because they're not going to catch City. Nah. So um, I I just think they they've got the pedigree and they've probably got the experience now to go all the way. So you know, I think they'll I think they'll beat Granada well. Um, and yeah, for me, they're now the favourites for the tournament. United, but I said that Spurs were the favourites for the tournament last round, and they got stuffed. So you sticking with you a know, British team, though? Ah, no. uh, you sticking with a British team? Oh yeah, I think a British team will win it. Yeah, I do. I think a British team will win both, and I think one a British team in the Champions League as well. City. I just think a British team, I'm not sure, yeah, I just think a British team will win it. Uh, I mean, like you said, like you touched on there, Man United-Granada, that's their next tie, 8th of April, first leg, second leg, 15th of April. Man United, is both of them comfortably over two legs? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think the, it, this is a step up for Granada. I know yeah. they're not Napoli out, but it's a big step up to, to, to put United out. I think United win that one. Aye. Zagreb, Villarreal? I think Villarreal won't do the same mistakes as what Spurs did. What, you think they'll put them down over two games? They will, they'll just have enough over two games, I think. So Villarreal, Man United, they're mm. two of your four. Ajax, um, Roma, I think that's going to be a game to watch that, you know. I fancy Ajax, to be honest. Um, a tough one. A tough one. I think that might go to an away goals kind of, kind of thing there. Um, but I fancy Ajax. I like, I like Ajax. You know, this year I think they're a good side this year. I like how the um they put a lot of faith in the academy and the, and the younger players. Like I've for years I've liked Ajax since the days of Van der Vaart and Van der Meder and stuff like. I John Hayatinga love the love the way that their their philosophy is and you know, you know we're looking twenty years later and stuff with some of these players and uh, like the the sticking with the same philosophy um which is great. I'd love to see Ajax win that tournament. I think it'll be very, very tight. And I think Rome will go through and I think there'll only be a goal in it, though. Like, one goal between them. Um, and then the last game, Arsenal, Slavia, Prague. Are you thinking Arsenal? I think it'll be close. Um, I, but I do, as, as I said, and I, and I know... Leicester are higher than Arsenal in the league, but the the they played Leicester at the right time to play Leicester to, to beat Leicester. They, they really did play them at the right time. Yeah. Arsenal, unlike Leicester, have got nothing else to play for. Leicester have got top four still, you know, to play for in in Britain. So 
Leicester can kind of, could have kind of afford a rest. I think Arsenal will put the strongest side out in both the legs. I just think the firepower of Arsenal is too good. Um, providing that they don't do any more disciplinary issues. Um, the Bamiyang. <laughs> but, you know, this Lacazette's hit form now this season. And Odegaard's looking good for them now. It's looking like looking a good little sign in that. Unknown. So, yeah, I'm just going to see Arsenal, but it's that'll be another that'll be another close one. That would be really, really tight. Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm being realistic, yeah, I probably think Arsenal should do it over the two legs. Um, but I wouldn't write off Prague. I, I wouldn't write them off after no. what they've done the last two games. Uh, looking at how they are in the Czech League, wouldn't write them off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who would you say is an underdog out of all of those for yourself who you think could go on to the final? Um, well, if Granada beat Man United, then I think they will be. I, I'll probably, probably go with Granada. I think they've, they've done really, really well to get as far as what they have. Yeah. What you have done. Yeah. What about Ajax though? Because I'm I'm pretty sure Ajax wouldn't be favoured against Roma. And probably no, not be favoured against Man United or Arsenal. I wouldn't class Ajax as an underdog. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. I, I I actually think Ajax will win that one. So no, I wouldn't class them as an underdog. To be honest. Yeah. The problem. No, I think is... the underdogs, as you said, probably Slavia Prague. They're probably the underdogs in that. And the last, obviously Zagreb. Would would be classed as that because they should never be they should never beat Spurs, and they've probably got nothing to lose now. Obviously, with what's happened with the manager, so that they that's a dangerous animal when an animal's got when they know they've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So that'll be dangerous. It's all just play for what they can. Yeah, but I think you're all right with Prague. I think Prague are probably the underdogs, considering how well they've done. But Granada for me have been this the the real you know standouts for me. Um. With how far they've actually they've actually got, so fair play to them. Aye, well, not long to watch all those first leg games and see how close our predictions and opinions are, I guess, to them. But yeah. um, so we're going Man United, Arsenal, Roma, Villarreal. Aye. Darks, that's five teams. Man United, Arsenal, Roma, Villarreal. No, sorry, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. Um, Roma, I'm going Ajax. Ajax, all right. Man United, Arsenal. Ajax and Villarreal. Right, fair dues. Uh, well, we'll see what happens on the the eighth. Um, and see how close our predictions are. But just want to like say cheers for joining us on this sunny Monday morning when you've just finished work. <laughs> oh yeah, no bother at all. Uh, <laughs> get yourself some sleep, mate. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.